0: Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. We're so excited today to have another one of our our Hallstar actors here with us to talk about their upcoming film, Finding Love in Mountain View, that's coming up this weekend on Hallmark Channel. We have Michael Olivier here. And Michael, thank you so much for coming on the podcast.
1: Hey, Hallstar here, Michael Olivier. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad to be here. Yes,
0: Yeah, thanks for coming. So what we like to do is just start out our interviews asking, what inspired you to become an actor, to get into acting?
1: Well, I think I like the idea of, uh, of playing and pretending to be other people, and, and I think that's a draw for a lot of people, getting to dress up and, and make believe that you are somebody else and live their life. And I think I also was drawn to the idea of traveling and, and experiencing the world through someone else's eyes, you know? So mm-hmm. I get to do that as an actor, and I've, I've, I've been lucky enough to do that in, in Hallmark movies and in, in television shows and, and other stuff.
0: Was that something you started when you were young, acting? Yeah.
1: Yeah, the very first thing I ever auditioned for was a local theater uh, production of Oliver. And um, I had seen the movie and I was like, I want to be the Artful Dodger. And my mom's like, well, you know, no, don't get your hopes up. I mean, like, good. she was encouraging, but she was, she was like trying to curb my enthusiasm right. because I don't want to, I was like, I'm going to be all, of, I, so I'm going to go and be Dodger because he's the fun one. Mm-hmm. And I got cast as as one of the Dodgers. <laughs> I was lucky there were multiple because we're kids, you know, for the cycle ascent. Right. I wasn't, I wasn't the number one Dodger, but I was, I was out there
0: you and I like got a the taste Tuesday, for... Thursday, Dodger. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but I also got a taste for it. It was pretty funny. Um, when I wasn't Dodger, I was the, uh, one of the, the lost boys and I got a habit of, of being the, the, like a little ham and I would upstage actors. Like it'd be like Fagan and Oliver and Dodger in the center stage. And be like, and after some consideration, then some random lost boy on the side, is like, ah. <laughs> Funny. they're grabbing attention yeah. my parents yeah. love to bring that up <laughs> it's like one of those moments as an actor where we think back like oh boy we have like a, a slight cringe moment you're like oh no no it's all right everything turned out okay Wasn't <laughs> do, you think that of embarrassing?
0: That, do you think of that when you're working with child actors like you were in this film most recent film a little bit I, you know I never did any um uh
1: camera acting when I was when I was a kid but I, I think one of my main uh, goals. Whenever I work with a kid, is I want to make sure that they feel safe and comfortable on set, especially because we have to uh, have a relationship, like a, like something that they can see on screen, where mm-hmm. where it has to pr- provide history of our past. You know, so it's like I've been there in this movie. I was their counselor and a pseudo guardian. So like we had to have we had to be very close. So I just make sure that we play games in between takes and stuff honestly i probably got them in more trouble by by getting them rowdy and rambunctious but but it shows on camera and i feel like we we connected throughout the throughout the movie mm-hmm. and i think that's what i always think about whenever i act with kids is just like make sure that they're comfortable with you so that that they're not you know self-conscious or or blocked by not knowing you you know mm-hmm. it's easy if they know yeah. you you're their friend
0: you you want it to seem natural yeah absolutely mhm yeah. Uh so you're an actor and a singer, is that correct? Yes, yeah,
1: I'm yes. an actor and a singer. <laughs> I was I you know I I I don't sing much anymore. I did musical theater, obviously Oliver and um and then I was in Big River and in college I did some musical theater. I was Guido in 9. I'm not sure how familiar you are with that show but Oh wait, well, Nine was also a movie with Daniel (laughs) Mm Day-Lewis. I saw that almost like a year or two after I did Nine and I was like, oh man, (laughs) not that it was bad, it was just not what I was hoping.
0: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's probably his, I mean, his worst movie, right?
1: I mean, I don't, he's still good in it. Like, yeah, I don't blame actors for movies not being what I want them to be. You know, there's Mm -hmm. a lot of things that go, a lot of things that go into movies that are Outside of the actor's control, and sometimes outside of the director's control, based on what the producer yeah. wants from the film. So, especially I mean, in the musical. Yeah, it's just too bad because mm-hmm. you know there. Especially in the last ten years, there have been so many good movie musicals. That I would love to be a part of, but mm. yeah.
0: this year has been crazy. Like so many musicals, you got In the Heights, Dear Evan Hansen. Uh, everybody's talking about Jamie. Then we have West Side Story coming up. Very We've got animated that. musicals, Vivo and Canto. The this new Cinderella. There's just tons. Right,
1: and, and Little Mermaid coming out eventually. I don't know yeah, if that's yeah, this that's year, true but, too. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, so, lots of
1: stuff going on and lots of stuff to be excited about. I mean, we got very excited about it in the Heights when it came out because
0: it was so my wife good, so underrated.
1: To, uh, It was great. It was fantastic. I saw it. I saw the original production uh, because I was at NYU when it came out. Oh, really? um, Yeah, and I had a design teacher that was doing costumes on it, so it was like very exciting. I also had a friend that apparently helped produce it, so that was an interesting experience. I I mean, when I say friend, I mean acquaintance from school who I was like, "Oh, cool, (laughs) that's cool. I don't know you really, but like I've seen you."
0: Yeah, it counts. Yeah, it counts. I can be like, "I know that guy." Yes. Uh, so you got to, I think, flex your musical uh, abilities, in, when you were on Glee.
1: Well, I definitely, yeah. I remember the the audition process was was uh was pretty interesting. Getting to go in that room, and well, the here's my here's my main memory from from Glee is that yeah, I can sing, and uh, I definitely auditioned with a bunch of songs. My, my go to is always play that funky music, so. I definitely sang that. And now whenever I go in for uh, UDK, they always say, hey, uh, so we're gonna do this song. Hey, do do play that funky music, no matter what I go in for. Like I've I've gone in for Zoe's Endless Playlist a few times. They're like, do play that funky music because they just Mm -hmm. love it so much, I guess. Um, But my experience on Glee that I always remember is, is where I do have rhythm and I can dance, I am not a dancer. So Mm -hmm. that was much harder for me to focus on because I was in my 20s, and a lot of the kids that they hired as dancers to be the other warblers were late teens, you know, or, you know, just over 18. So trying to keep up with them, they were very, very good. And hopefully they made me look good too. But boy, I felt old around them.
0: Yeah. I am a terrible dancer. So you are, are probably, you're incredible. Uh, I mean, I, I just have very little natural rhythm cause I'm a little bit dyslexic. So it's bad. So I'm, I'm sure too, you did actually. Great. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah. So I, yeah, it's I, tough.
1: I just had to put a little extra effort into it. You mm-hmm. know, I, I had to, They yeah. we had rehearsal days and I would, I would meet up with the choreographer, whoever it was that day. Um, And usually Brittany had, Brittany would come uh, next to me and 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 help me <laughs> a little <laughs> special attention on what the heck I was doing um and uh but I eventually got it and mm-hmm. it was it was so much fun and everyone was so uh everyone was so nice and helpful mm-hmm. I would do it again so you
0: were time. on castle I mm-hmm. some episodes of castle and that seems like a fun group Nathan that filming. was very fun
1: Nathan Fillion was very welcoming especially that was my mm-hmm. first like real tv show i'm trying to Mm -hmm. think i I got two roles right in a row i was in sam and cat and that uh at about the same time but i think castle was first because i had a mustache and i had done a i had done like an independent feature right before that where i had a mustache it was a it was another movie musical i was like a a john oates type character it was called eternity and um yeah i did a little bit of singing in that it was mostly the other guy because i was like the backup singer but it was uh, a lot of fun, and I still had the mustache, and it worked for the pie character, who's like this hippy dippy fruitarian, and mm-hmm. uh, and I, all the personalities were very different on that show, but Nathan Villian was very uh, welcoming, and mm-hmm. I think we on our very first rehearsal, I made him laugh, and I was like, oh cool, hmm. I did it, I made Nathan Villian <laughs> laugh.
0: It's like I'm hilarious. <laughs> yeah, nailed, <Yes>. crushed it. <laughs> We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. Best-selling author Melody Carlson has enchanted readers with her uplifting Christmas tales for decades. Now she invites fans to journey overseas to the beautiful French Alps in the delightfully romantic Christmas novella about family, love, and a hidden treasure in A Christmas in the Alps. Pick up Christmas in the Alps wherever you purchase your books or use our affiliate link in the description below. For more information on Melody Carlson, please visit her website, HPS melodycarlson.com that's melodycarlson.com do you prefer i know doing these uh, movie of the week films are pretty intense so would you prefer like doing a a regular show where it's less intense or doing the you know the having the shorter commitment i don't know what's the difference between the two as far as Uh,
1: what do you mean in terms of like uh uh, being a series regular on a show yeah yeah yeah. on a movie Yeah. I mean, the series regular, right? Every actor wants the consistent work. We love all actors like shooting movies. There's something great about that. It's like a, it's like a paid vacation. The majority of our work is auditioning and trying to get parts. Mm -hmm. And, and when we actually get to go on a movie, especially when you have to fly somewhere that you've never been, because I had never been to Arkansas before Mountain View takes Mm -hmm. place in Mountain View, Arkansas. And, uh, and while it's not like, traveling to Australia or something it's, it is like this interesting culture shock, culture shock for someone from Los Angeles, you know, like learning, oh yeah, this is like the bluegrass capital of the world. It's a very interesting place to be. I would have never thought about coming here, but I'm very Mm -hmm. glad I did. Like people were out on their porches playing bluegrass music with instruments and fiddles. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. I like, it almost like, it it, it almost felt like, uh, the movie version of a a little mountain town, you know, Mm -hmm. like they, they, really did that. And it was super, super cool.
0: Yeah. But, uh, but so, yeah,
1: well, to, to answer your question, I still probably want the the series regular role to uh, have consistent mm-hmm.
0: work and yeah. to help me sure. book
1: those movie roles that I can go right. do the vacation movie on.
0: <laughs> Make it all <laughs> go work. To, yeah. Go fly to
1: Hawaii and choose some. That,
0: <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense. So I, on your IMDb, you have, I, I think it's from Agent agents of shield, mm-hmm. the clip of you doing some action.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think what is that like when you have to do that kind of thing
1: well I, I think my favorite genre of film is uh, comedy action like action comedies growing up I feel like true lies and last action hero like a lot of Arnold Schwarzenegger like funny stuff was I love mm-hmm. I still love it like I, my favorite one of my favorite movies is Scott Pilgrim versus the world which is like a comic book version, a video game version, I should say, because there's so many references to it, of an action comedy. And, mm-hmm. and a- actually anything Edgar Wright does, he's so good. Although his next film looks very serious. It's, it's, uh, yeah. It's, uh, it's good, like I've heard that movie. out of, but yeah, I, I've heard that out of um,
0: TIFF or wherever. Uh, right. uh, but um, yeah, that looks like it would be challenging to like figure out that all the choreography and the, the fight was, scenes and great. stuff.
1: They needed, because I'm a telepath, they needed me so that they could make me look like a badass. Like I knew what move was going to come, you know? And so it was a lot of similar, it was similar to uh, learning dance choreography, except because I was supposed to know what was coming, I had to make it look a little more effortless. So all I had to do is like little simple stuff like, oh, a knife's coming out my head. I reach up, grab it, you know? And And with a big production like that, You know, they make everything look so good. They did have a stunt double, but they had to use a lot of me because they needed a lot of my face while doing the moves. Mm -hmm. And that's really fun.
0: That's cool. That's really cool. Uh, I was going to ask earlier, actually. So I'm curious, uh, where's your name come from? I've never heard uh, the name before.
1: Well, I often say, I'm going to like ruin it right now, but I often (laughs) say my name is uh, Greek because it's like Mykonos. Although as soon as I tell people that, uh, you know, they they think of Mykonos and they call me Miko. You know, but right. my name is actually Michael, and my name is Mike Olivier. So I developed the name Miko in high school, <laughs>
0: nice. and
1: I people used to call because they're, they're everyone's named Michael. Everyone in the world right. is named Michael. There, there's too many of us, so I was <laughs> Mike O at my high school, and then at some point I don't remember even how. M-Y-K-O came up but it was just like a fun mm-hmm. way of spelling it and I stuck to it I and like so it kind of I think it's creative
0: yeah thank you very yeah. much very whenever good. I don't
1: want to explain all that I just go it's Greek you know because they could be like yeah it's all Greek to me <laughs> <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> it is actually it's also uh there is Maiko is actually a popular uh, uh Japanese woman's name I've met a couple yeah Maikos, though I think usually it's spelled M-A-I-K-O oh,
0: okay yeah i actually thought oh i wonder if he's like your mother's japanese or or grandmother or something like that Uh, and i so i thought maybe there was something there Mm -hmm. so that's interesting i like it i like just creating your own name yeah Yeah. very good Uh, okay so this finding love in mountain view you actually shot this in arkansas huh Mm -hmm. i didn't realize that
1: yeah A lot of people from California are familiar with uh, Mountain View, California, because there is Mm -hmm. one up by the Bay Area. And um, I have a friend there who keeps posting like supportive posts, being like, hey, watch my friend from, you know, film in my hometown. And I have to be like, hey, we've talked about this. It's not in California, it is Mountain View, (laughs) Arkansas. In fact, a whole big theme of the movie is City Girl goes back to the country. Mountain View, (laughs) California ain't very country.
0: (laughs) I mean, I just assume most of these movies are sh- shot in Vancouver. So I figured it was Vancouver pretending to be a, re- pretending to be Arkansas.
1: You know, it's a weird thing in this film industry when there's a lot of like uh, uh, financial breaks. And I think sometimes they just want a more authentic vibe for what they're going for. In this case, I think they're going for that. They wanted more of a, a country, like uh, rural community and Mountain View was was that. And... Uh, <laughs> Although it's based on a book called uh, Mountain View, Port. Uh, sorry, Mountain View, Oregon. Finding Love in Mountain View, Oregon. Oh, really? There's a lot of Mountain View. <laughs> so it views. could
0: have been Vancouver. It could have
1: been. It could have been Vancouver, but <laughs> I think just for what the producers wanted, that was more the vibe that they were going for. And I, mm-hmm. I've done movies. I was a Menendez brother, so that's a story that takes place in Los Angeles in August of 1992, I believe. And we shot that in Vancouver in January and February. So I had to be outside in the snow in short shorts. So you never know why why you have to go somewhere. It could be money reasons, it could be creative reasons. But either way, it's It's on the plane. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. (laughs) It's traveling, it's experiencing a new place. Yeah, it's it's developing a second home and a new family. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Uh, So why don't you tell our audience, I've had a chance to see the film. I I enjoyed it. I thought it was really sweet. But why don't you tell our audience a little bit about the movie and what your role is?
1: Yes, I agree with you. It's a very adorable movie. And I'm actually very proud of it. I can't wait for my mom to see it. She's been asking to see it. She always wants to see me in a nice role. Because like (laughs) I said, you know, I've been a Menendez brother, you know. (laughs) Anyway, this story is about a woman named Margaret. She's a single woman. No, oh, she's not a single woman. Sorry, she does have a boyfriend, but uh, she has a unmarried. career. What?
0: She's unmarried.
1: She is she's unmarried. Great. Yes, she's yeah. an unmarried woman. Has a boyfriend. Has a career. But you know, she's missing something in her life. And then she gets a call from her cousin's attorney because uh, her cousin has died. And in her will, she has left. She has named Margaret as the guardian of her children. And she was very close with her cousin when she was younger, but, you know, hadn't really seen her in a while. So it's kind of like a a shock to her. So she goes back to Mountain View to reacquaint herself with the kids and and find out what to do about the situation she's been put in. And when she gets there, she meets me, Mike Olivier, sorry, Andrew. (laughs) I said, Mike Olivier, the guy playing (laughs) Andrew, her former boyfriend from high school, and now the, uh, the counselor, the school counselor to the kids and pseudo guardian, he's helping out around the house because uh, their aunt isn't, you know, uh, capable to do everything by herself. Um, but yeah, so they kind of just rekindle some relationship there. And I don't want to give away too much of the story, but, you know, she forms a relationship with these children. And, uh, and so she finds love not only in, well, I mean again, she has a boyfriend, but you know, there's the other guy at home who's so good with kids. And he's, uh, you know, he's got his heart's in the right place. And he's more of a family man, that kind of thing, you know. So there's, there's, you know, some tension there. And uh, she finds love in family. You know, that's what I think is important about this story. A lot of people think it's like a romance just between her and me. But it's really about finding love and family. And that's what these kids provide it's the thing that she didn't know she needed.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, I liked the chemistry between you and Danielle. And was that something that you had like a chemistry read for? Did you work on that?
1: No, that? actually this, this part was offered to me. I was sent this script coincidentally on the day of my aunt's death. I, my aunt Marie died on September 9th, uh, 2019. And <clears throat> I got the script and was like, wow, this is very relatable immediately because the script starts with a family member dying. And I also identified with my the, the two lead kids, Sammy and uh, and Joel, with my cousins, Delaney and Spencer. And I just, I kept relating to the script so much because I, I understood her, I mean, not that I was in the same situation, but I I understood her plight. She's put in a situation where she didn't know this was kind of thrown onto her amidst you know, a family uh, tragedy yeah. and trying to find light in, in all the darkness. So it, the script kind of spoke to me and I, I got to say uh, yes to it. And then when I got there, that's when I met Danny. So I met Danny while doing photo shoots for the movie. So the poster, that's, that's us meeting. <laughs> oh, <No>, really? <laughs> Which is funny how we do that. And then our first scene yeah. is, of course, like our, our romantic scenes. And I, they do that a lot in movies. I'm not sure why. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's like the, the hidden magic of like, well, let's, let's get this out of the way in case these people end up hating each other. <laughs> we can, <laughs> we can at least, at least fake some kind that's of relationship.
0: True. Maybe risky saving it for the last day. <laughs> I guess.
1: Yeah. But but it seems to work out that way a lot. And oh, uh, so, yeah, it was kind of like learn to like each other quick. <laughs> Former relationship, yeah, but we get along very well. It's we're very fortunate because uh, we get along and the kids get along. We, we created our own own little set family. Uh, mm-hmm. Very felt very attached to them. Yeah, I
0: I feel like you can feel that in the movie that there is that closeness which isn't always the case sometimes it just the chemistry is just not there and it's mm-hmm. it must be the most frustrating thing because everything can look right on paper and then right. it just for it's whatever just reason not yeah working yeah it doesn't matter it, yeah. if if
1: the, if the actors are great individually but don't have the chemistry you, you, what are you watching it for you know that that yeah, i, I understand like, that play Probably yeah. be frustrating for the director and fr- frustrating <laughs> for each actor not to be able to connect with the other person. Yeah. I suppose, but
0: yeah, definitely I'm glad
1: that we come across well, and I'm glad that you see the relationship that we formed on set. Mm-hmm.
0: I think so, definitely. And there's some singing in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, how, what was that like, as far as the doing the the singing?
1: That was, I mean, that was uh, a lot of fun. We goofed around to make it a little bit easier. I'm familiar, like I told you, I'm familiar with singing but uh Danny doesn't sing that often she actually has Mm -hmm. a great voice and she's very shy about it for no real reason other than it's a common fear to have like Mm -hmm. stage fright if you're if you're I don't know I don't want to say self-conscious about your voice but she's got a beautiful voice and she's a great performer and I think a lot of the time like I do with kids is try and make it a game right I was singing singing like Kermit the Frog half the time like it'd still play a laugh track and I'd I mean, not laugh track, uh, music track Mm -hmm. so that we can sing along with it on camera. Um, And then the kids also sang with us, but it was trying to make sure that we all had a good time. Because if you're having a good time on camera, we'll make it look good. Like the singing is is secondary. It will be, it'll be, yeah, yeah, you just want to have a good time. Because honestly, even if we were terrible singers, what you're watching is the relationship. You're not gonna be like, ah, here's the song part. Yes, I've been waiting for the music you are trying to watch the relationship happen. And but what so, I liked yeah
0: what I liked about it though is cuz sometimes you can just feel in these in these movies you can feel someone just begging for a recording contract, you know, it's like here how great a singer I am as opposed to just like I'm just hanging out with my family playing a song like just that more sort of casual singing which mm-hmm. I like way better than the, Ooh, you know, whatever kind of a thing this much you get. <laughs> and I just like, I don't, I thought that that worked it, like it added, it added to the scene. Cause when they're obviously like, when they're trying too hard, mm-hmm. then it takes you out of the movie all of a sudden it just, and so I liked that this was just like a family home evening, kind of a, like sitting with, you know, playing a song on the guitar, like that to me worked way better.
1: I mean, sometimes it like I, like like I was saying, I, I think the the music can some, can be so much more secondary to what the emotion is and yeah it's so more important. I think one of the best performances I ever saw was uh, of, of a song was a friend of mine in college. Uh, her name's Grace Folsom. She's a great actress, but she hates singing and she's like terrified of it. and she did a play where they made her sing a song, but the character was extremely vulnerable. and so right when she sang, it didn't sound great. And I'm not like putting her down, like it didn't sound uh, like a trained singer was singing the song, but boy, we felt for her. And whether she was using her real emotion for from the fear of singing, but like I was crying and I think she was, yeah. she was like a bird singing a song and it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's, it doesn't matter yeah. what the words are or how great your voice is. We wanna connect with you as an audience member. So yeah. yeah.
0: I agree, I agree completely. This is pretty cool. You had a female director on this film. Uh, yeah. So that must've been pretty cool.
1: I've had, like a, do. I've had a fair amount, actually. I, I love my female directors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're very, uh, you know, I, there's no difference, really. It's just, you know, a different person directing the movie. I'm, I'm some of my favorite directors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my well, person I, I constantly work with is Maggie Levin. And I worked with her on uh, uh, Miss 2059. Anna Akana was also a director on that. And, uh, uh, you know, I think, and, and the other Hallmark movie I did was also had a female director. So I think it's wonderful. I mean, it's not like a new experience if that's what you were asking. Yeah, no, I think <laughs> that's great. <laughs> but Which it is, is the good other... that there's representation. I, I, I've got a fair amount of uh, uh, women directors and, and Sandra is, you know, among them. She's great.
0: Which is the other Hallmark movie that you did?
1: I did a Hallmark movie called Ultimate Legacy. Oh. It is similar in that um, a relative dies and I'm left a bunch of money and I have to go through, I have to jump through some hoops that are in the will in order to get my inheritance. And that's kind of like learning humility by, by doing that. And that was uh, uh yes. yeah, that was directed my fun aunt joanne Hawk that's not that's not uh she's not actually my aunt, but that's what she like <laughs> to call herself my fun. I aunt. love
0: it when people manipulate their relatives from beyond the grave <laughs> in these movies, <laughs> but I think there should be some kind of law that like you have to notify loved ones if you're going to give your children to them <laughs>
1: there's. Some, things, yeah, some similar things. You should absolutely contact them before you're put in the will. By the way, you have kids now.
0: Yeah, surprise. But you know what's great
1: about that is that it also helped me identify with the antagonist. Not that he is actually yeah. an antagonist, but, you know, Jean-Paul Lavassier, another, another Frenchman with an EA mm-hmm. name. Um, he, uh, you know, I identified with him a lot while reading the script. I was like, this guy didn't ask for this you know, he's got his career, mm-hmm. Randy's a little, he's a little like self-absorbed and he kind of expects Margaret to just do what he has planned for life. But I understand that he's kind of thrown into an impossible situation, especially for right. someone that may or may it's not true. want kids at all. You know, he's kind of like, well, I, you know, I love you, but, but this is not what I want out of life. And you only get one of them. Right. So it, it's tough because that's not, you know, she needs to go after what she wants to. And that's kind of, I don't want to ruin anything, but that's the, that is the, um, the tension in their relationship.
0: Well, and it's also got to be hard when you know, a certain person, you think you're on the same page with a certain person. And then she has this huge thing, change her whole perspective really fast. And maybe you're not going to be able to change as fast as, as she's able to change. I mean, I can't even imagine. I, my, my mom had, uh, babies when I was in high school. She had one when I was well, should one when I was 10, one when I was 16, and one was when I was 18. And I used to, I used to worry about that, that if something happened, oh no. Gonna,
1: now you're I'm mom. To now you gotta step in.
0: Yeah. I oh gotta no. step in for the baby. I'm <laughs> only 18. Thankfully nothing nothing like that happened. But uh but yeah I just can't imagine what that would be like to go from being single to all of a sudden trying to raise two children <laughs>
1: like, yeah
0: yeah that I mean, would I think, be
1: really I hard mean, didn't jack nicholson have a similar situation where he thought his sister was his was his mother because his oh no he thought his he thought his mother was his sister because his mother oh. got young got had a baby very young and was raised oh. by his grandmother thinking it was his mother something but something fun and crazy <laughs> like that but like yeah you know yeah. having a kid changes your life Even if, even if one is, even if you're not born with it, one can get dropped in your
0: lap, apparently. (laughs) Mm -hmm, Evidently. Right. Yeah. (laughs) But I, I, we already talked a little bit about the kids, but I thought they were really cute in this. And they weren't like too, like adorable mop top. Like they felt like regular kids to
1: me. They had very distinct personalities. You know, Mm -hmm. Luke was a little bit more reserved and focused and Skylar was was a goofball and, and bouncing off the walls and she's great and she's funky mm-hmm. you know like they they had their own very distinct personalities and again they made me think of my cousins like to a t in yeah. their exact relationship um and i i thought they were great they were very funny luke was mm-hmm. very into magic i knew like one magic trick i showed him on the first day and he's like all right well let me show you and i'm like okay all right <laughs> i'll step back you win <laughs> that's
0: funny I also liked Natalie Cannarday in the movie. I I, I thought that she I think she's a really she's good perfect. actress. And she is great. She did, but she did she a great job.
1: A good uh, a good motherly, almost grandmother matriarch. That's the word. Mm-hmm. A, a matriarchal uh, person. Uh, yeah, because she could be set. pretty
0: judgmental, and I thought that she did a lot with the character in not that many scenes, of her kind of having a full arc, <laughs> of not really yeah. liking. being judgmental and pretty hard uh but then kind of coming around and and I thought she did a really good job
1: I I I have to agree with you she was very (laughs) nice on set and uh I think she was a great actor like Mm -hmm. she just brought some gravitas to Bertha you know in the the little time that she had on screen exactly
0: Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm Well, very good. We're excited for it. Well, we like to end our interviews with some silly questions. Not that sure. the previous questions haven't also been silly, but here we go.
1: <laughs> you, you have a silly <laughs> answer either way, but let's okay. see. All right.
0: What is the best ice cream flavor?
1: I, that, that is a question I get a lot. I'm an ice cream addict, so there is no best flavor. It's all <laughs> gravy. And by gravy, yeah. I mean good, not gravy. Um, but <laughs> I like I like Cookie Monster a lot like it's a flavor that like pops up around in a lot of like uh, specific um like that uh, like blue yeah it's blue and it's got like cookie dough and oreo i like things super sweet to be beyond being able to taste it pretty much that's how i like myself i also like fish food a lot i don't know there's something like a good ben and jerry's flavor that's such a classic like the caramel Mm -hmm. and the little things yeah that's a good you're like quick little questions and i'm like oh god you, you opened up the can of ice cream
0: now to our podcast on ice cream <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> with your
1: host, Michael <laughs> yes. and guest right. Rachel,
0: <laughs> what is your favorite color? Uh, green. Oh, very on brand. Yep, Christmas ran it ran color. <laughs> Okay. What music are you into?
1: Uh, I usually like rock, like classical rock, but I, I definitely like funk, like funky, oh, yeah. it, whether it's funky hip hop or like funky rock. Like again, mm-hmm. play that funky music is my go-to song, <laughs> but I don't know, just something that'll make me dance. You,
0: you have to watch Summer of Soul. Have you have you heard about this Summer of Soul? No. Oh, it's so good. It's this documentary. It's on Hulu. It's about the Summer of Soul, uh, the um, Harlem Cultural Music Festival in 1969, the same year as as um, uh, as Woodstock, and oh, it yeah. is unbelievable. Like. The performances, like <laughs> really like who like Earth, wind and Fire, like or? Gladys Knight. Oh, and um, uh, of course now my mind is blanking. Don't worry but, about um, it. I'll, I'll
1: check it out on you should sure. check it. It's
0: really good. There's a ton of really great people, and um, Mahalia Jackson, and and if they they have like a little bit of everything. There's like gospel and soul, and I think Earth, wind and Fire is there if I'm remembering right. But they have the um, uh, the people that do the um, uh, oh, shoot. They have the people that do the, uh, the, the hair, um, cover, the, um, hey like from the, the musical. Oh, oh, Aquarius. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really good. At the anyway, sunshine you should watch it. It's really good. Okay. Uh, what is your go-to date night food?
1: Oh boy. It's probably pasta, but that's because it's my wife's favorite. <laughs> <laughs> she likes, good. she likes pasta. So usually pasta or Mexican food, but nice. Personally, I like Thai food.
0: Oh, very good. Okay. I mean, you can go to one of those like uh, fusion restaurants.
1: Yes. Well, uh, hey, Mexican, I however. like noodles too. I like, I like pasta as well, but I try not to eat it because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's too good.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right. What is your go-to date night activity back when we can do stuff again?
1: <laughs> go I mean, out. I'm an actor. I want to say movie, but that, that sounds boring. I want to, I want to find a more exciting answer than just movie. Mm. I have done a couple of drive-in movies over the pandemic so I can still kind of do that, yeah. you know? There you go. Um, but I, you know, I'm, I think I'm gonna have to say movie and then other fun stuff like bowling. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Okay, I dogs. Bowling.
0: Dogs, dogs, dogs or cats?
1: Dogs, all okay. right, sorry, I'm a, I'm no, a human dog. That is my name, I'm, <laughs> I'm like a okay. living Labradoodle. <laughs> all
0: right, beaches or mountains?
1: Oh man. Normally I'd say beaches, but I, I, I'm going to say mountains. I I ski and I snowboard and I go camping. That's more mountain activity, Mm -hmm. but I like lounging on the beach. So I'm still going to say mountains though.
0: Okay. Would you rather be in suit and tie or sweats?
1: Sweats. Okay. I'm like, I'm in sweats from the waist down. You can't see it, but that's what's going on.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think that a lot of us are kind of, we're we're sweats out. Like we've, it's been too long and now we need to like,
1: I wish I was cool enough to have like fancy sweats. I feel like there's some people who can pull like sweats on a red carpet and like, wow, that guy, that guy managed to do like a sweats suit, but not like a sweatsuit, like a suit that is still sweats.
0: It's like a Kate Hudson or, you know, whatever the like fancy uh, or Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Something very breathable.
0: Right. Okay, a, what I've is got a your favorite
1: that can do that? <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah.
0: What is your favorite holiday to celebrate?
1: Oh. Probably Halloween. I like dressing up and like
0: oh. it's fun to be
1: scared or creeped out a little bit, you know. And there's all these like mm-hmm. cool. Not that I'm like a huge horror movie fan, but but I it's like it's my inner child cosplay desire, you yeah. know. It's like I get a, oh, I like that thing. I'm going to dress up as it.
0: What's your That's most epic, fun. what's your most epic costume cosplay that you've done? Uh,
1: my most epic, probably um, uh, uh, Inigo Montoya um, because mm. I was working on Castle at the time and I had a, a mustache and, and longer, curlier hair and the costumes department lent me like thigh high boots, which was awesome. So like I got to walk around in these legit like uh, period piece boots and a little fake sword and and I got a little name tag that said, "Hello, my name is Inigo Motoya. You killed my father. Inigo Motoya, you killed my father. You're prepared to die." You know, like all that on the name tag. And That's awesome. I, I have pulled a lot out of out of nowhere, though. Like I, uh, mm-hmm. I was the um, the brawny man one year in college nice. because I was like <laughs> focusing on studying and be like, "Oh no, it's it's <laughs> it's Halloween. Give me a give me a roll of paper towel. I'll look, I'll look very, I'll be I'll be a wood, woodsman."
0: Can you do couples costumes? We have, <laughs> yes. Because yeah. well, I figure was... that's like a big reason to get married is now you can do a couple costumes.
1: Although she's gotten like the she's got like the bad end of a few of them. We were um <laughs> no. we we were labradoodles last year, actually. We dressed up as our dog. Oh boy. <laughs> it's like barf. But but one year I was um Hector Salamanca, who is the the wheelchair uh uncle, uh guy from, from Breaking Bad who has a little bell mm-hmm. on this thing. And the, I had a bald cap and I had a wheelchair she dressed up as my nurse, <laughs> but she was fine being a nurse, but like it became a lot of her pushing me around. Like just <laughs> I'm like, oh man, this is kind of terrible. Like, I'm a terrible husband. like, yeah, push me around all day.
0: Like, what did I sign up for? <laughs> yeah.
1: I apologize to her a lot. We actually met up with a, with a Brock and, and uh, Michelle Obama, and we had a nice. great, Thanksgiving. Oh, sorry, Thanksgiving. We had a great Halloween uh, thai dinner. It was fantastic. Mm-hmm.
0: That's that's great. All right, last question. What is your favorite Hallmark or romantic movie?
1: Favorite Hallmark or romantic movie? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I'm trying to think of my favorite rom coms. Oh. I want to say Annie Hall, but I, you know, I, I just watched that Woody Allen
0: movie
1: <laughs> documentary and I, I, I don't want to say it, but I do want to say it because I love that movie.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's a classic. Um, you know what? I'll say when Harry met Sally. I mean, like it, mm-hmm. it feels like, oh, no, 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 no. You got mail. We, mm-hmm. Ray and I actually love, Ray is my wife. Ray and I love You've Got Mail. And it's, uh, I love Tom Hanks. I I, if I he's my favorite actor by a long shot and I don't know why I didn't think of that right away I think I just had to like go through and really really focus on like (laughs) what do I love what love do I love the most
0: it's one one of my favorites as well Uh, I love it I love the script Nora Ephron hilarious Mm -hmm. it's so good she's so good even like even ones that
1: kind of fly under the radar like what Kate and Leopold is that the one with uh, Hugh Mm -hmm. Jackman
0: yeah and then like uh in uh I, I like Bewitched and a lot of people didn't like it or don't like it, but I think it's funny with Will with, Ferrell and Will Ferrell. Yeah. <laughs> Nicole Kidman. <laughs> but, but yeah, she was incredible. She was a great writer and yeah, I love it's. You've got mail is super quotable. I could, we could go back and forth and it has such a great cast. And they have the better than
1: sleepless in Seattle. Nope. I'm I'll start yeah. fights with this. It, <laughs> sleepless in Seattle is great. It is not as good as you've got mail.
0: Listen, also, I don't even think that, I don't even think that Sleepless in Seattle should be counted as a comedy. I think it's a drama about grief and overcoming right. it. Like, it's sad. It's
1: a grief and love story, right? He yeah. <laughs> lost his wife and he's trying to see if he can love again. Right. Yeah. Exactly. But, but, but you got mail is great. great. It, it, it pulls you back into those times. If you lived them of aim and like chat mm-hmm. rooms and stuff.
0: Greg Kinnear. Like, so great. Yeah, I love Parker Posey in it. Hilarious. Mm-hmm. So I'm with you. I, it's one of my favorites as well. So good choice. Well, thank you very much. You I'm did. Glad I, you I'm
1: glad did. I landed on it. It took me a second, but that's where I was like, oh wait, of course.
0: Yeah. Well, you did it. You answered all the questions. You passed ah, the test. Woo-hoo. <laughs> I'm a, officially a hall star now. That's right. <laughs> uh-huh. I've earned the title. Yes. So do you have social media you'd like to share?
1: Yes, I am. This is Maiko on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok, even though I don't really use it. I should, but I don't. Um, But those, yeah, Instagram is probably the best one
0: to to
1: follow me on. Okay.
0: We'll put that in the description. People make sure to follow you and make sure y'all check out the movie uh, this weekend on Hallmark Channel this Sunday, upcoming Sunday. Uh, Check it out. And uh, you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. Check that out. And also make sure you're following the podcast at Hallmarky's Pod and Hallmarky's Podcast, all of our social media. And if you are listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. We really appreciate that. And if you're watching on YouTube, please give this video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We would appreciate that so much as well. And thank you so much for coming on and talking with us, Michael. It was really fun. I had a great time. And uh, we'll have to uh, we'll have to have you on again.
1: Thank you very much for having me, Rachel.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll talk to y'all later. Bye, everyone. Bye.